This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. So what are the stages of fracture healing? Um, it starts, stage one, is an inflammatory response. So when you break a bone, it typically is going to rupture the, um, the it's usually going to break through that whole bone. You're going to expose the bone marrow cavity. You're going to rip the soft tissues, the muscle all around it. And this is going to create a hematoma that's responsible for containing all of the bone debris and fracture debris and sort of sealing off all the blood vessels and keep you from bleeding. The inflammatory response is very important um, to initiating the healing, and I'm going to come back to this. The next stage is actually forming a cartilage callus. So in this picture, this is histology, um, which is the microscopic way that we look at tissue, and this red staining here is cartilage. And so what is interesting is even though you're eventually making bone, you start with this very robust cartilage callus formation. That cartilage then becomes remodeled into bone, and here you can see that it's becoming wavy, the the red or the cartilage is going away, and in between is the creation of the vasculature. So as this gets remodeled, you eventually end up with, this is the bone here, and this is the bone marrow space. So this weavy bone that resembles the spongy bone in the end of your your long bone eventually gets remodeled into the cortical bone, just like it does in development. So if you, unless you are very skilled at radiography or looking at an x-ray, you won't be able to even see where the fracture is healed. It will be indistinguishable from the native tissue in both form and function. So we study this, which is a human bone fracture, in models of orthopedic injury. And this is a picture of a mouse tibia that's been broken. I highlight where the fracture is here. And you can see that the process is the same. And that is why we have to use this model, because we need to understand all the components that we talked about earlier, the inflammatory system, the biomechanics. Um, And what you get is this cartilage callus. It gets remodeled and turns into bone. So this process is called endochondral bone regeneration, or endochondral direct bone healing. And basically what that refers to is just the fact that it goes through a cartilage intermediate. It's indirect process to forming bone. This is the way that the majority of fractures heal. And it's also the way the majority of bones in the body develop. So you also can get direct bone formation. Uh, so here is a picture of um, this kind of Russian torture device looking thing called an Elizarov fixture. And these are still used, amazingly enough, quite frequently. This is our model of the Elizarov fixture. And what's interesting about this is when you have this bone in these Elizarov fixtures, they become very stabilized. So there isn't the same amount of loading that you would see during a joint normally. And so here we actually skip the cartilage. Here we don't see any of the red in the previous picture. This is just showing that even at a gene level, we don't see any any cartilage cells. And instead, we only see a bone response. So this healing is called intramembranous. Sorry, it got cut off at the bottom, but it's called intramembranous healing or direct bone formation. This process is involved in all healing. There always is a bit of intramembranous ossification or direct bone healing, but the majority of fractures have a pretty robust cartilage. But what's important is that we have these two models in the lab so that we can understand the two different processes and compare and contrast between them. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.